We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, Big Screen Sports listeners. Before today's episode, I want to shout out two quick things. Uh, First, something that Ben and I didn't mention until the end of today's episode, talking the rundown. Uh, ben has recently started with a, a new audio app called Vover. Uh, Vover is awesome. I've become a huge fan of it. It's like the best way I can describe it is it is like audio Twitter. Um, and they, they do some some original content. The Vover Sports Card Show is something that, that Ben and I both listen to like crazy. They do an MLB show that I've hosted uh, once. They've done... Uh, they do NBA shows and stuff, and it, it's a really cool platform. Highly encourage everyone to check it out. Ben's doing a great job over there. Secondly, uh, would love for everyone who listens to this show who would like to participate in a, a broader conversation about sports movies from time to time or just kind of talk about each week's episode, download the Locker Room app, follow me on there, I'll follow you back. I'm going to try to get a Locker Room room going You know, once a week or so. I'm thinking every two, you know Thursday night, something like that. Uh, you know, if, if you listeners are interested, you have questions, you know, DM me on Twitter or something. Um, but yeah, we would love to get some more people in there and, and start talking about these, you know, these movies off pod. Hope everyone enjoys the episode. Blue wire. One job. I wipe your slate clean. You walk out of this house a free man. How much? 250 large. No problem. He's come to the other side of the world. That duct tape? To finish one last job. I'm looking for a man. His name's Travis Walker. Brown hair, face like a weasel. Do I know you? Taking you home, Travis. What's in Los Angeles? Your father. The Rundown. All right, welcome back to Big Screen Sports, the sports movie podcast brought to you by Blue Wire Podcast. I am your host, Kyle Banduho. Uh, big thanks to everyone who listened to last week's episode, Space Jam, with the guys over at Airbuds. Uh, as always, it is, it is great to have those guys on. Also, want to, uh, on a somber note, uh, got some day of recording. Uh, we as a public got some, some terrible news about Sean Bradley, uh, which just kind of a bummer that we we did an episode kind of roasting his performance in Sports Jam, but sending all the good wishes to uh, to Sean Bradley. Um, on on that bright note, uh, want to again also thank people for tuning in to our our locker room sessions we had one two weeks ago talking 
talking sports documentaries, had a couple people show up for that. I have not yet, at time of recording, have not yet done the locker room session talking Space Jam, some predictions for the sequel, actually doing that tomorrow day of recording but in the in the past if you're listening to this episode the day it drops but anyone who's interested in in talking sports movies on the locker room app by all means download that follow me on locker room i'll follow back whatever you do on that app and uh yeah i've enjoyed it so far good good outlet for you guys to come on let me know what you think about episodes and and spit some sports movie takes so um with that being said Getting into today's episode, it has been a while. In fact, I'm not even sure we've done one this year where we've we've done a non-sports movie. It's been it's been a bit. We we were doing them once a month last year. Uh, you know, between the Eastbound and Down rewatch and, and getting back into everything in February, it wasn't um, it hasn't come up yet. But today's the day. It's time to get back into covering non-sports movies on this podcast because you know sometimes it's just nice to cover something that has nothing to do with sports. And uh, I am excited to to bring a returning guest on to talk this great movie. It is my buddy, one of the co-hosts of Two Jabronis with the Wrestling Podcast. It is Ben Cruz. Ben, thanks for returning to Big Screen Sports. Oh, of course. I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to be back to be talking about another non-sports movie, by the way. Just completely crushing the brand <laughs> about what your podcast is about. I appreciate you uh, always reaching out to me uh, to do this. We did Crazy Stupid Love, which was, to this day, my wife asked how it went. And I said that might have been the podcast performance of my life. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I had a blast in Crazy yeah. Stupid Love because it's just that movie is fantastic. It's great. So to talk good. About. So good. So good. But I'm excited to talk about today's non-sports movie. And thanks again for having me on. It's nice to uh, talk to you about something else other than cards, which I'm sure I, we'll, we'll we'll get into. I mean, speaking of cards, so today uh, you and I are talking about the rundown. And lately, I mean, just pulling back the curtain for the listeners to understand what you and I have been talking about for the past month or so is uh, we both div- dove deep into the the sports card hobby. And we're kind of living our own version of the rundown in the fact that we are Sean William Scott uh, running through the jungle, chasing uh, chasing treasure that we, we might not get. And our wives are uh, the rock, just trying to trying to reel us back in and bring us back to reality. Exactly. Yeah. And, and the internet is Christopher Walken. <laughs> just, <laughs> just a just a slumlord yeah. gold mine town is eBay. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it it's it's crazy. We still haven't gotten Argato, but uh Ogato Diablo, is that what it is, is, that, is that that was called? I think that's that's what it is. But we're we're well we're well on our way. We're well on our way. We are. We are. Uh, ben, before we dive into it, tell the folks where they can find two jabronis and what you and uh, kind of a former co-host of this podcast, Jeremy, who joined for all of uh, all of Eastbound and Down. What have you guys been up to? Yeah, no, uh, two jabronis with the wrestling podcast still here on the Blue Wire Network. Uh, we, we've taken a little bit of a hiatus recently because uh, Jeremy, uh, he moved. <laughs> he literally, him and his family left California. They're now living uh, in Minnesota. So he's actually closer over to you. Uh, nowadays so i mean technically we're like in a i mean because i'm in texas so technically he's closer to me but not by a ton (laughs) right yeah 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 still not not a huge amount but i feel like he he, it took him like three days to drive across the country to get to where he lives now so i feel like it's closer to you than it is to me at this point but no we're still uh we're still doing it every week and we also have our bonus episodes that we do under, under the patreon umbrella with a fight game media crew uh, it's called the Rock and Talk Connection. That show you su- you subscribe to our Patreon. We'll, well, I'll shoot a link, or if you want the link, I I got it for you. But we all we're doing on that show is talking about the Rock's career. So 
it's probably some of the most fun I've ever had doing podcasts because literally it's just re-watching all these old rock matches. And we even started to dive into Young Rock, which I'm not sure if you're watching. Jeremy hates with a passion of a thousand suns. I am sons. not watching Young Rock, <laughs> but but do, t- do tell me, how is Young Rock? Young Rock is, it's okay. Uh, I, th- I think it's been a while since I've watched network television, like on a consistent basis. So comparing it to like, like I, I, you know, I. What was the last show I really, really got into? It was like Succession, right on HBO. It's it's just full of filth, gore, all the all the stuff you can imagine that of you know that on HBO. The floor. Show, yeah, bore on the floor. Everything you can imagine that HBO show has, and then you come into like The Young Rock on NBC, and it's just so it's just so timid. And I'm like, and, and look, I, I'm doing it because for the show specifically for the podcast. And because I'm a huge rock fan, which is why I'm also excited to talk about the rundown. But it's okay. I mean, it's it's your classic network TV sitcom, you know, and it's it's a little biographical, autobiographical, I guess you can say. It's also it, the set, the back setting to it is The Rock is running for president in like 2032 or some shit, and he's reflecting on his life, and that's it's it's like very Malcolm in the Middle meets Wonder Years if The Rock was the star. So what, I, a, that, what a description. Yeah, that, that um, should paint a picture for you. Well, let's let's talk something that's more than okay, in my opinion. We're talking about the rundown, the 2003 action movie. A tough aspiring chef is hired to bring home a mobster's son from the Amazon, but becomes involved in the fight against an oppressive town operator and the search for a legendary treasure. A movie summary like that will get me watching 10 out of 10 times. Uh, star Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Sean William Scott, Rosario Dawson, and Christopher Walken got a 69% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is nice. Uh, grows just under $81 million worldwide. Was actually a box office failure, but Ben, you tell me, is this a Hall of Fame all-star starter or bench warmer movie? Ooh, I, man, I guess I gotta go. It's it's a it's a starter movie. I feel like it's like he's a. It's not quite an all star because there's still a lot of the movie where like I I found myself like zoning out and like I kind of have to re re watch it in terms of and a, like in terms of a, of an action movie. It's not that good. It's not that great. It's definitely watchable though. Where I'm like, oh, I'm in. Like if it's on TV. I'm in for the rest of the movie. It's one. It's one of those situations. It, it's. It's nothing. I go out of my way to watch. I watched. I went out of my way for this one so that we could talk about it on the podcast. But other than that, it's. It's serviceable, right? Like I. I'm fine with it. So it is a. It's a quality starter for me, but it is also a nostalgia. Because you know, growing up, the kids these days they they won't know about this. But you know how growing up, you would throw on a DVD, you'd fall asleep halfway through, wake up with the the menu music blaring at like three o'clock in the morning. This was one yeah. of my DVD menus blaring at three o'clock in the morning. I threw on the rundown all the time. Uh, I am. There's a lot of parts in this movie that I was very excited for. The the drawback is sometimes it takes a while to get the dose. It does drag a little bit. So it, it's a quality starter. Um, but I will say it does make my, at this point, it is on my Mount Rushmore of rock films. Is it on your Mount Rushmore of rock films? Yes. Uh, so with all that, <laughs> as I like ch- kind of chopped it down, it is on my Mount Rushmore, but it is, you know, it, it is probably of the, of them, the lowest of the of the four, five, four, four, right? How many how many people are at Mount Rushmore? I think it is. It's, it's the lowest on the uh, 
Yeah, it's the lowest of the four. It's it's definitely up there though because and I'll talk about like this the way that the Rock acts his acting method here is I feel like the most natural of like his entire career. It, it, it aligned more with kind of his time in WWE when he was just on fire and when he would hop on the mic and he could do no wrong. Because he's transitioning so like, into this movie. He is very early in it, right? I think it's his second film. Yeah, as a, in a starring role anyway, right? Like it's, it, and, and to carry this movie was, was crazy. Like at this time, just coming straight from WWE. And, and some people had tried to make that transition, but had done so unsuccessfully. And it was... After this movie, you kind of got the feeling that maybe he might come back, but then it, it there was no way. There was absolutely no way, right? Like I, you, you know, you mentioned up top, it was from a box office standpoint, it was a little bit of a failure, right? But I think I saw it still made like forty-seven million. It, and, it made and eighty-one I, I million worldwide, so it was like right okay. at the budget, and it, it was before the rock was super bankable like he is now because now you you just throw him on anything and it's gonna be successful um he's the he's the biggest movie star yeah. in the world yeah you, know, you right? throw him on a yeah. rampage and skyscraper which like in theory are almost the same movie even though they're about like different things but it's just like the rock doing a bunch of ridiculous <laughs> yeah. stuff and it's gonna work there well yeah i mean he it's it's so different with him now like he and to kind of go back to what I was saying earlier about his acting style, and I think that's why Jeremy hates Young Rock, to speak for my co-host, um, because now the I think we've been overexposed to The Rock, and I say that with the most love possible, right? Like, it, it in 2000, when, when this movie first came out, right, like, you didn't see The Rock that often. Like, you either saw him on WWE television or on TV, and... Or, or sorry, or, or in the movies, and and those are few and far between. Now we see him on Instagram. All the th- I literally feel and like the Rock lives in our house because I see him every day, <laughs> uh, just wor- working out at four o'clock in the morning, making me feel like shit because I'm not working out at four in the morning, and it, it almost feels like he's constantly, he's always on. If that makes sense, right? Where like you can't separate Instagram Rock from from Hobbs Rock, you know what I mean? And, and that's where at this time when he's doing the rundown. I feel his character. I'm like, oh, that's Beck. That's not The Rock. So it, it's it's in this weird kind of like sweet spot almost in terms of like from looking at it from a pure acting perspective. Yeah, it is different from a lot of what he does. I mean, it's it's a it's a balls out action movie, but there's a you're right in the there's a difference in his performance. It is it is yeah. a little more understated, and that is understated in rock terms, not uh, not normal normal actor <laughs> yeah. understated terms, but it is less. It's less self-aware than self-aware, but in also a sense where the rock is actually not that self-aware. He's just, he's always the rock. Right. Um, but yeah, it's, it's on there for me. Cause a lot of the rocks, like best movies, the best movies that he's in, in my opinion, are not rock. Like fast five, I think is probably the best movie where he plays a decent sized yes. role. And that is, he's like the fifth lead in that movie. Um, I mean, Honestly, I think the best movie he's been in, there, there's three that are iconic movies for me. Fast Five, uh, Moana, where he is, you yep. know, he is great. I mean, you you have a you have a small child. I have a child. Like, we, we've yep. seen a lot of Moana. And then uh, The Other Guys, where he's only in the first scene. The Other Guys is just fucking fantastic. Yeah. No, those are... Uh, those are all, <laughs> The Other Guys was surprising. Well, it was... It was surprising to other people who didn't see The Rock's work in WWE, I feel like, because I watched that with my wife, my girlfriend at the time, and she was like, Rock is Rock is funny. And I was like, yeah, I know. 
he's he's been chopping down dudes and and and, and women for for years <laughs> just comedically, right? So like it was nothing new to me, but to kind of see him have those chops was awesome. In terms of the other movies, like on my for my favorite rock movies, Fast Five as well, um, Moana as well, and then the last spot because I'm including the rundown on here. I, I'm, I'm going to do a little cop out here. I have a tie for the what's supposed to be the fourth spot. So I'm going to do four and four A. Four is G.I. Joe Retaliation. Oh my God. I, it's, it's, it was so much better than the first one. <laughs> first, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, such a, it's such a terrible movie, but it's so watchable because of The Rock. And five is Pain and Gain. I, I watched that on, on the BART train home from work one time and... It was just, it was so funny. It was just like a bunch of jacked dudes doing steroids uh, in a Michael Bay film. It was, it was just incredible. And it just stuck out for me for, for some reason. And it's, it's still one of the rock movies that I, I hold in such high regard. Today. I've actually heard good things about, uh, about uh, Pain and Gain. It's, it's on my list. I need to check it out. I also did not see Baywatch. I should probably, uh, I, uh, I would look, I wouldn't go out. I saw it on a plane. Look, I love the rock. I, I, I make no bones about that. I stand for the rock. I was going to go see Baywatch in theaters. And then I saw the reviews and I was like, oh, it's, it's terrible. All right. I can, I can wait. And then didn't end up seeing it when it got released, you know, on DVD and blue, uh, Blu-ray and, and digital and everything else. And then I was on a plane and I saw it on there. I said, this is it. This is my time. I got to see what people are talking about. Everything people said was true. <laughs> it is, it is one of the worst films I've ever seen in my life. And a very it was, roided was, out looking Zac Efron. Who, who I also enjoy his work. Oh, I also yeah, I enjoy Zac Efron's Efron. work. Uh, yeah. I, fun fact: I competed against Zac Efron in uh, speech and debate competitions in high school. It, it's not important. Uh, he was not that jacked, though. I'll say. I this. was going to say who. Okay, so Dude, who who won? You, you, I mean, you've got to bring that out. What? Tell us about it. Yeah. No, I mean, he, 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 he beat me. Uh, let's just put it that way. Like it was, we weren't, it wasn't a one-on-one thing. It was actually an acting competition. I used to do these acting competitions like with speech and debate. Uh, and Zach Efron was part of that world. It was right before he did high school musical. And I distinctly remember we were in the auditorium as they were performing. And my friend turns to me and goes, Oh, that's the guy that's supposed to work with Disney. And both of us went, yeah, all right, let's see if he makes it. Uh, fast forward, he did make it. And look, at you, look at you both we, now, equally successful. It, yeah, equally. Here, equal, uh, two Jabronis of the Wrestling Podcast on Blue Wire. Please download and subscribe. Yeah, and I mean, and and I've covered, I've only covered one Zac Efron movie on this podcast. So you know, you you're both you're both the same in my eyes. There you go. There you go. Okay, let's do a little bit of trivia. Uh, ben, do you know what this movie was originally titled? Uh, I don't. Hell Dorado. Oh wow. If I told you now, if I shot you a text, (laughs) if you woke up and checked your phone and I sent you a text that said, hey, man, The Rock's going to be in a new movie called Hell Dorado, how how in are you? Scale of one to ten. I'm leaving the house immediately to go watch it with you (laughs) in (laughs) Texas. I'm I'm hopping on a plane and we're going to watch this film together immediately. Uh, That's an incredible name. I, I don't know if it would have made the movie more successful then but i certainly think it would now like i think there's enough yeah the obviously the rocks built up enough credibility but if the rock released a movie called the rundown now versus rock like it would be a thing on social media like the the rock is in hell dorado on netflix this weekend like everyone's watching that right i feel like hell dorado you're right it would play better now because a lot of the rocks movies their name titles are very 
and he's in so many of them, they're kind of uninteresting, if you will, right? They're interesting because he's in them, not the name titles like Central Intelligence, uh, you know, Fast Five, uh, Skyscraper, Rampage. It's like all these aggressive words, but Hell Dorado, that's that's combining two words and it's aggressive. Oh, come on. Sign me up. Incredible stuff. I need it in my life. Um, Dwayne Johnson, his body double was his cousin. He broke his ankle in the scene where Beck and Travis are tumbling down a hillside with the Jeep, which is one of the most like violent falls in movies I've ever seen in my life. Um, That's a crazy scene, yeah. yeah. Cone Labos, the fruit used to paralyze the Rock and Sean William Scott's characters, is actually a fruit called, and I am going to butcher this, Chirimoya? Or a custard apple, depending on where you buy it. The fruit does not cause paralysis and is actually eaten all over the world for its delicate flavor. So it's strictly a plot device, which is kind of strange. Um, when Beck is describing the football team stats, footage from Vince McMahon's XFL is shown. Wow. So it's coming full circle. The Rock now owns the XFL. That is, this is wow. Awesome stuff. This is the clip. Cut this out right here. <laughs> <laughs> this revelation is wild. Uh, once seated, Declan then quotes, this is at the, the end when uh, the Rock just herds a, a herd of cattle into the town, which we'll be talking about. Uh, Declan then quotes part of Dylan Thomas's poem, Do Not Go Gentle Into That Good Night. Uh, Beck, has, Beck also has Do Not Go Gentle tattooed on his inner forearm, which is seen in the next stot, shot. Uh, I, I just I bring this up just because it is funny to think about uh, Michael Caine also quoting this in Interstellar when Matthew McConaughey and co. <laughs> embark on their journey. And it'd be very funny if someone could dub Michael Caine into this movie as The Rock is debating whether or not to use uh, to use guns. Yes, let's do that. Let's look. We just need to redo this movie. Right with the Rock, with that Michael Caine stuff, rename it Hell Dorado, and w- the Rock is making billions of dollars on this film. It, it just shoot it same shot for shot. Just add these new things, and I think we've got another. Michael Caine would have been fucking awesome in the Declan role. Like I love the, the guy who plays oh, yeah. Declan is fantastic, yeah. but uh, Michael Caine would have been great in that. Yeah, 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 for sure. Okay, let's go into best scene. Uh, this one, I think the scenes itself, the best scenes are real strong. It's just what they're supported by might not be what we were looking for in, in a lot of places. Uh, right off the bat, because uh, th- this this one just revolves around incredible scenes of The Rock kicking ass in ridiculous ways. Like It is very wrestling-inspired, yep. using surrounding objects as weapons, just being very over-the-top. And I mean, he carries that through through his entire career in these over-the-top fight scenes. But this movie is just basically like that. Hey, we're going to take these great fi- fighting action set pieces, put some stuff around them. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, that starts with the opener, when he grabs the ring in the club, takes out an entire football team while doing it. I think about this scene all the time. Like, rock, the rock absolutely beating ass to get to that, like, rock version of Get Your Freak On is just fucking awesome. People you know, me and Tim are nearly 20 years ago. What the dealio? Now what the dealio? If you want to battle me, Matt Miller, you got two choices. Option A, you give me the ring. Option B, I make you give me the ring. I'll take B. Wrong choice. Yeah, I mean, that... So, first of all, he delivers the rock bottom in the opening scene, which I completely forgot about. That's his his finisher, right? Like, that's his finishing move in in the ring. 
And he actually does it again in Fast 6. But, uh, and this one was not as good because I think he was probably still trying to stray away from like his wrestling persona. Um, and But I think it was a nice little nugget to, to wrestling fans like myself that, hey, he's in a film. And you're, you're, the whole time you're wondering, is he going to do a wrestling move? And then he does it and you pop, you go crazy. And it, it, it's, it's, it's just it like five minutes do into it. the movie too, which is perfect. Right. So like from then on, you're locked in. You're like, all right, I was kind of, you know, I, I was lukewarm about seeing this movie with the rock, but show me a rock bottom, you know, with, with some great cinematography, <laughs> sign me up. So yeah, that, that opening scene is, uh, it, it locks you in real quick too. Cause, uh, he's, it shows you that the rock is, um, He's a badass, but also he's very smart, and he does his research, and he's about to embark on on quite the journey in this. A lot of scene. random guys popping up in that opening scene too. The quarterback is the guy who plays David Justice in Moneyball. Uh, big big yeah. month for him on big screen sports. He was on earlier this month. <laughs> uh, one of his linemen is Michelle from Dodgeball, which is which is awesome. Oh, who is also one, yeah, he looks familiar. He is also in the Rock's football movie, The Game Plan, which has been covered on this podcast, which is not very good. Uh, and then um, shout out to uh, the governor of California at the time, a Mr. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Big, big cameo by Arnold. Also forgot that he was in it. Um, almost, almost a little bit of a passing the torch moment. Not fully, though. But I thought that was a nice little, nice little moment. Uh, so, look. I had some issues with the the statistics and the positions that the Rock was talking about. I know about. the exact uh, the exact big red flag that you're gonna you're gonna mention. Okay, I just I hope I, because I I flagged this right away. A fullback ran for two. Th- he ran for two thousand yards. Have that read in my notes. They say a fullback runs what? for two k yards. That is that is not. We are past Mike Allstott season. Right. I don't think even Mike Allstott was running for two thousand yards. Like I'm that, not even sure Mike Allstott got to fifteen hundred yards in a season in his career. Let's uh, Google will know. Like, like that's that that stood out to me like a sore thumb. I was like, who is? What is the running back doing on this team? Like, obviously, you have a great quarterback. Clearly, some good offensive linemen who are you know they're, they're protecting their quarterback even off the field. Well, what the hell? The running back can get invited to the club. Is is he blocking for the fullback? This this positionally, this this coach is either a genius and is is like Kyle Shanahan finding finding different ways to use Kyle Uzcheck efficiently. But like even then, man, like even the best fullbacks, they're just really really good blockers, and you can occasionally get them to get you a yard or you know a check down. But to run for two thousand yards, this dude should be in the Hall of Fame immediately. So I just, that was, was wild to me. Ben, would it surprise you if I told you that Mike Alsat only surpassed a thousand yards from scrimmage once in a season in his career? It would not surprise me. Once. Is that, is that? 1999, I mean, he got to, uh, he, he got to just under 1200 yards from scrimmage. Uh, that would be 239 receiving and 949 rushing. See, but there's receiving sprinkling in there. What the Rock said was this guy ran, ran, ran for two thousand yards. So there's no, there's no checkdowns involved here. It's this is just handoff. He's taken off, like, like yeah. Barry, like, like eight, like peak AP. You know what I mean? No, come on. The, someone should have flagged that. The Rock should have flagged that. Surprising that, yeah. I was about to say the Rock played at Miami. I'm surprised he wouldn't, uh, wouldn't know that. 
Um, the next scene I've got is when Beck grabs Travis from the bar, and I mainly just include this because it is another wild-ass fight scene, which yeah. then transitions into Travis and Beck having that honestly hysterical fall down the mountain, which lasts, it's almost like a like a bit in an episode yeah. of Family Guy or something. <laughs> yeah. it, it seems to last like three minutes. Yeah, no, I mean, that whole, that stretch is probably the most uh, engaged I was in the movie, right? Because you're like, that they're being chased and then you throw in the wrinkle of Sean William Scott not wanting to go back at all. And him saying, you know, him basically he was risking death for both of them. Right. He, he, he didn't know they were going to survive that driving a Jeep off a cliff, no seat belts for anyone. What are we just, just safety out the window. And then they literally go out the window and they almost get hit by the Jeep itself. It's a wild sequence. It's super wild. Are you kidding me? Quiet. <laughs> You're dead. You're so dead. We're not gonna be able to get out of here. All this land, catch your own, throw that you're on, the air that you're breathing right now, catch your own at all. Shut up. Just say that whatever my father is paying you, I will double it. No. I'll quadruple it. No. I'll double it and quadruple it. No. You're being unreasonable. I'll give you one more chance to reconsider. I'll give you one more chance to shut your mouth. Is that your final answer? For what it's worth, I hope you enjoy the fall. Now what fall? This fall. That's the thing. I'm like, how does he think getting away from Beck and that, like how, how is totaling the Jeep and throwing yourself down a mountain the best option? Like, do you not think there's going to be a better, a better way to, to get away or something? I don't know that for a guy who, I don't know for a guy who's not like a super soldier that, that just seems like a very strange move to be like, yeah, I'm going to take my chances in surviving this impossible fall down a mountain. Right. And what was wait like he was trying to avoid going home to see his dad. What was waiting for him? His dad slapped him in the face. Really? You couldn't take that? <laughs> and look, it the, the the friendship that they developed wouldn't have happened. I still don't think it's worth, you know, risking your life and someone else's by driving a Jeep off of a ledge. I'm just Absolutely not. That's just not yeah, that does that doesn't make sense to me. That ain't it. The next one I've got, uh, Beck and Travis attacked by the humping monkeys, and then he fights the rebel leader, which the monkey thing is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen on film. I need I need to know what went into like who just said, like, okay, so guys, they get they they get tied up on a tree. They're swinging from a tree, and then and then we send in some monkeys to try to fuck their faces. The <laughs> yeah. The first time I saw this movie, I remember thinking, did the monkeys set that booby trap? Because that's impressive as shit. <laughs> right? And like to have it spaced out like that and to grab two people. And then obviously it was the rebels who said it. But man, that... Not that, the rapist monkeys. Right. That sequence just seemed out of order a little bit. I feel like you could maybe have the rebels come first and then maybe the monkeys are ones that they control and that, that, that they, you know, sick upon them. I think that would have made more sense sequentially because from a storytelling perspective, initially I was like, these monkeys are smart as fuck. Like I, like they're going to, they're going to do disgusting things to them and then they might murder them because those monkeys are terrifying. 
Yeah, no, I don't don't like don't like those monkeys at all. But then the the fight with the the rebel leader is is a cool fight. Like the three guys swinging again. It's it's a ridiculous wrestling style set piece. I mean, yep. you can speak better than that than me of guys just like you know swinging from god knows where and hitting him with sticks and the rocks holding his own i also feel like beck is way too smart to be game by travis when he's talking shit about him to the rebel leader right like he should know that there's no way that you know he's he's just talking he's saying what he's actually saying <laughs> he should just know that that the, they i like the way that the rock and sean william scott play off each other though. i thought they had good chemistry comedically um you know like Sean William Scott telling him to look the other the the dude in the eye, and then he would he would tell the rebel leader that you know the Rock was evil or he was working with Christopher Walken's character. So they had just really really good timing. I thought it was really dope. But yeah, I mean, for, as smart as the Rock's character was, but also maybe not that smart because he was impressed by a two thousand two thousand yard fullback. I don't know, <laughs> or he even That's thought true. that was possible. <laughs> That's true. Um, next up, when Travis finds the Gato, I included this just because the ancient safe thing is cool as shit. I that really is, like yeah. watching that scene when they're moving around the sticks and the rocks holding a bunch. And, uh, you know, I also don't understand if they figured out how the safe works, why it's still coming down. Like, that's not really a safe. It's just a, it's just like a casual, it's like a, a, a time bomb, really. Well, yeah, I think that they were saying what it was like an ancient safe, right? So like, there's a way to get in like any other safe, but for everyone else, you're going to die. <laughs> you're going to die horrible. There's no, like, you know, if, if a traditional thief now would try to break into a safe, um, you know, you, you either know the combo you can break in or you don't and you walk away. It's all good. No harm done. In the ancient times, if you didn't follow the right path, your ass was getting crushed by a shit ton of rocks. So that was and then a, the Gata's lost forever. It seems like, I don't know. It seems like a risky play on on by all parties. Yeah, absolutely. But it worked to their credit. It worked. It did. It did. Final scene I've got. Uh, Beck fucks the entire goddamn town up. Yeah. He starts out with the option A to option B. You get the the crazy walking laugh. I can't wait to talk about how much fun Christopher Walken's uh, having in this one. Star performance. Uh, I am. I've said this on this podcast before. I am in on bagpipes in any situation. Uh, there, there's an, a very little scene curling movie called Men with Brooms that I covered on this podcast almost two years ago that opens with the bagpipe scene, and I gave the movie a chance for the entirety of the movie just because of that scene. It's actually not bad, but like bagpipes, any situation, sign me up. Um, Beck finally using guns is exactly what she wanted it to be. But there's also a zero, just zero chance he doesn't catch a slug. It's just not how warfare works. You just can't walk out in the middle. That's just not how things work. Right. Yeah. I mean, I thought that was a cool buildup, and you know, he he almost had like this Batman esque thing about him, right? Where he just he doesn't kill people or he doesn't use guns. He has he has rules to show he is a character within control. Um, but then he just he goes on a rampage. Like he kills a lot of people with guns. And yeah, how he didn't, he doesn't get hit. Like he, at no point during this plan, like they plan this, right? They're like, Hey, you're going to go in there with some bagpipes and then we're going to, we're, we're going to take over the town. I'm going to use my cattle herding skills right. to direct them. But no one was like, we should get a bulletproof vest, at least one for, <laughs> you know, between <laughs> all of us, maybe one of us should be protected and probably it should be me, the rock. Because I'm going to be out there. I'm eventually going to snap and be in the line of fire 
So let's go find one. We don't. Maybe we can't afford four. Maybe we can't find four. I'm I'm fine with that. Find one, <laughs> and uh, let let's be responsible. It's again like not buckling your seatbelt in the jeep. Ben, same scenario as earlier. If I call you, I say, hey, there's a movie. I got a movie that you could rent it right now. The Rock fights three dudes with bullwhips simultaneously. How much are you paying? Mm. There's there's no amount of money. There's no limit. <laughs> limit does not exist. Limit does Katie not Barrett, exist. Mean girls. Yeah, ex- exactly. If you were like, it's $50, and you'll have to sit in the front row with uh, no popcorn. I'm in. I'm in. I'll, I'll lean back. And uh, you know I'll eat beforehand, so it's uh, the 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 it, it was that was the other part of it that seemed very Indiana Jones, right? Like we talked about the the safe ancient safe aspect earlier. This was another homage to just Indiana Jones, just the friggin' bullwhips. Yeah, I mean that that's what the movie was pitched as. It's it's basically like Indiana Jones meets The Rock. It's right. Like the Rock is Indiana, and it's it, it works. I mean, it, and again, if you would have told you know not in two thousand three, I wouldn't have really gotten the reference. But it, like now, if you were like, hey, The Rock is starring in an Indiana Jones type movie, I'm really in on that. Um, right. The movie where the movie is where the movie has success, it's like it's like really good. Like its high points are really good. Like. All these scenes that that I just listed are things I think about more than I probably should. Like I remember them. I remember them vividly. I enjoy the shit out of them. I was very excited to see most of these scenes. If you had to pick a best scene in this one, what are you picking? Man, I'm still going. I'm going with the first scene um, because I think it sets up everything perfectly. Uh, it sets up the movie perfectly, right? It shows the Rock is a badass. It shows that you know. He's a bounty hunter, I guess, like or, or something. He's you know he's out there to collect stuff, I guess. And yeah, he's a it, collector. Yeah, and it and it does everything that the movie's supposed to do. It's an action movie, so there's there's you know fighting in it. The Rock is just charismatic as hell. Uh, I I you can't lose with that. I say that while also paying respect to the fight scene between the rebel leader and like everyone else versus the Rock as they're like kicking his ass and then he eventually turns the tables. But I got to go with the first scene because um, it just encompasses everything you love about the rock and really sets up the movie super well. I think the first scene is my favorite too. And is it weird to say my favorite part might be when he, like he goes to the bathroom, he's wiping the champagne off his face and then he walks out and it's like that aggressive version of get your freak on and he starts beating ass like it is all like i got really amped up i love the shit out of that yeah 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 it's it's really good it it diffused all the questions that i had going into it uh or like not going into it but just surrounding the movie and kind of like the what was happening because i was like oh if the rocks are just gonna be kicking ass like this i don't need to know why (laughs) you know what i mean so it was uh it was it was super exciting yeah, we're just going to sit back. We're going to enjoy The Rock being like a hybrid, you know, bounty hunter, Indiana Jones guy. We're going to watch him kick a lot of ass. It's going to be kind of fun. Uh, let's take a quick ad break and then we'll get back with Best Quote. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, back with best quote. This isn't a this isn't a create this movie isn't about the script. It's not about the quotes. Uh, it is about the rock kicking ass. I really have I have three. I have three quotes. Well, basically two. I have a quote, uh, an exchange, and a long monologue is my favorites. Is there anything in this movie that really sticks out to you? I so I wrote down all my favorite quotes and just looking them over, they're all Christopher Walken quotes. I swear I didn't mean to do that. And as, as I'm remembering it now, it's just all his one. He has a bunch of one-liners that made me laugh so hard. Um, when you visit another man's house, you don't go into his fridge without asking. It's just, it's true. Um, it's very true. And then when, uh, when oh, when Beck says, you know, you gotta let me go or something because I paid you. And then because he's not getting like, or he's not easing up, he goes, well, fortunately, I had my fingers crossed the whole time incredible like an eight-year-old out here um when he when the rock and john william scott escaped the bar he whispers under his breath you're already dead you just don't know it incredible uh and then my my favorite are these last two and they're actually related so he's explaining to his crew that they have to go find uh the rock and john william scott and he says i feel like a boy who's lost his first tooth put it under his pillow, waiting for the tooth fairy to come. Only two evil burglars have cr- have crapped in my window and snatched it before she, she could get here. <laughs> what? What kind of analogy is this? This is amazing. It's a and fucking th- perfect model. I wrote that one down too. It is a fucking amazing, like, walk-in, out-of-his-mind monologue. I, I love that part so bad that he's just like, at the, especially at the end where he's just like, they, they've got my tooth. I want it back. There are two men in that jungle who are trying to steal from me. I feel like a little boy who's lost his first tooth, put it under his pillow waiting for the tooth fairy to come. Only two evil burglars have crept in my window and snatched it before she could get here. Afato, dos. Wait a second. Do you understand the concept? Of the Tooth Fairy. Explain it to me. I follow those dentures, he jolt us. Was I per you on dente? Ah, point de bacho. Almo father. Ah, a father. Wait, throw. She takes the goddamn thing, gives you a quarter. They got my tooth. I want it back. Yeah, and then he he also asks, "Do you understand the concept of the tooth fairy?" And he emphasizes concept in in his Christopher Walken esque manner. It is it is so funny that he's he's re, he's doubling down on this analogy, and he's not he's he's not using any other way to explain it to these people that of of who they're trying to hunt down and kill. 
Yeah, it's it's fantastic. Uh, the other, I have one Sean William Scott uh, when um, right as the it's it's before the the rapist monkeys show up and the rock is the only one who has been tied up in the trees where he says it looks like your Wolfgang's stuck right there, which I know some quick <laughs> screenwriter came up with that, but I'm a huge fan. And then uh, I am also a fan of right before that final scene when the rock herds the cattle into the town, when they do it's the exchange between Beck and Hatcher over the, the radio and like the black and white TV. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. he gives them the, the option a and the option B and you know, the, the classic rock action line option B I make you. And, yeah. and then the crazy walking lap. I love that. I, I ate that shit up completely. Yeah, no, that was, that was really good. They, th- there's some good interactions here. Like again, script wise, it's not, it's not going to win. It wasn't going to win an Oscar or anything, but in terms of like those shitty, cheesy one-liners and exchanges that you want in an action movie, oh, well, this delivered. This delivered in spades. Yeah. I still think the the Tooth Fairy thing, though, is the, the best part of this movie, potentially. It's so, it's, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. I'm huge, huge Walken fan in this movie. Walken's doing a lot. Um, most authentic, least authentic parts of this movie with a, with a non-sports movie. Sometimes it's hard to, to say, although we do have a sports thing. We already covered the least, the mo- the, the least realistic part of this movie is the fullback running for, for 2000 yards. But, um, I have something for most and least authentic actually. And, and the most authentic part of this movie is uh, sweatshop labor is unfortunately still very relevant in the world. Uh, this is a, this yeah. is something that you could definitely see happening in a country like this. Yeah, and it's, I mean, <clears throat> the way that he kind of takes them over to, and, and and even, you know, to that point, kind of the rebel leader is fighting back against him, right? Like, I thought that was that was really cool, and kind of uh, Rosario Dawson's character playing both sides and, you know, secretly being the, the rebel, the actual <laughs> rebel leader, I thought was, uh, was a really nice touch as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you have anything for the most authentic? Um... Oh, oh, I, I do. Um, whoever the Rock's boss was, Sean William Scott's dad, mm-hmm. not letting him go with like without at least one final job. Like, you know, the, the Rock had his. It was supposed to be the ring, right? Like that was supposed to be the job. But asking him to do one more job. I've never been a bounty hunter, a hitman, or involved in the mob. I imagine that's how they get you out. Yeah, <laughs> I, I and so. That just felt really authentic to me. So there's always uh, one final difficult job. That's another genre of movie I love. The lat, like the last job. Huge yeah. fan of the last job movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It it, it it never isn't good. You know what I mean? It's it's just always at least it's always at least good. At the very least, watchable. Absolutely. The least authentic thing I have besides the fullback is that a lot of big professional athletes actually can't fight for shit. And like, this isn't the example of a big professional athlete, but, uh, but like Nate Robinson can't box just stuff like that. Like guys who are in supreme physical condition, it is not unusual to see them get their ass whipped in the wild because playing football is different than scrapping in a club. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good call. I do have, Oh, I do have one more of least authentic so and this is kind of in line with the fullback running for 2,000 yards thing so there's that club guy that the rock is talking to right he i guess he just owns the clubs the manager of the club yeah kinda knows everything the ins and outs so this guy claims he doesn't know football he says that that's one of the lines he says but he knows who brett Favre is that that's confusing to me i like it's not like brett Favre was the face of the nfl at this time maybe he's so, a big wrangler guy <laughs> yeah yeah he's uh 
Yeah, yeah, his big Wrangler jeans collection when he's not at the club. That's a good. That's a good call. That Favre guy, I just love his pants. Right. Exactly. No. See, that's the thing. He pronounced it correctly, right? Because if (laughs) if he uh, if he didn't know football, he would have said Favre, but he went Favre. He put the R before the V. So you're right. Maybe he's just a he's a Wrangler guy. He he likes to wear some uh, some straight legged jeans. That, that's true. That that might I think that might be it. Uh, but yeah, no. I mean, also like I don't think you could own a club and not not be aware of the the big football players in the in the city. Like you would want right. to make sure you are you are serving those guys hand and foot. You would want to know everything about them. You would want them to be coming back. Uh, I, I think he would definitely know who those dudes were. And you want them to come back. Yeah, you want them to come back and spend more money. You got to treat them, treat them well, treat them good, and know how they're doing, and and have that small talk aspect, right? Like, hey, good, great game. Um, so it's uh, he's 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 got to get better as a club guy. I, I wrote him down as club guy. I don't know what his actual job is, but he's uh, he's got to improve. Club guy, you, you need to be better. Um, okay, let's get into what worked about this one. And this movie could have. It could have straight up fallen on its face, honestly. In the wrong hands, with probably less of a loaded cast, this movie could honestly suck. Um, there's not a yeah. there's not a, a ton holding it up. What about this one? Why does this one hold up as well as it does? You know, fifteen twenty years later. You know, I think it's it's honestly it's it's two things. The Rock's performance, I think, is still it's one of his better ones from an acting perspective, as I mentioned earlier. I also think. Sean William Scott is really, really good in this movie. I'm not a huge Sean William Scott guy. Like this, between this and role models and, you know, the occasional American Pie, or American Pie 1 at least, um, those are, that's as, you know, as much as I enjoy Sean William Scott's work. But in this, he's he's really, really good. Like he plays his role really well. And even, you know, he's obviously like, he has that comedic aspect to him. And, you know, he plays the annoying target who keeps getting away but even those moments when he finds the treasure right when he gets through the ancient safe and doesn't die he has that moment where he was like i told you so right and it felt authentic to me and so i just wanted to shout out sean william scott on one of his better performances of his career the chemistry with him and the rock is there uh he's still Mm -hmm. sean william scott's still transitioning out of the stifler phase he's got some he's got some really quality stuff in his career and you could have easily seen him getting super lost in the American Pie smut humor and just you could have seen him ripping off 10 American Pie but not as funny or not as iconic movies you know over his career and then it kind of he becomes a bit guy and that's it but like he he's good in this he's great in role models he's perfect in goon Sean William Scott can really bring it and in this movie it is a huge step forward for him as opposed to just being smut gross stifler which like in 2003, I thought Stifler was hilarious. In 2021, I, I don't think Stifler's that funny. It's been a while since I've watched American Pie, a movie that is incredibly problematic at this point, but like oh, a, a special so movie. Much, I had yeah. the VHS. I watched it all the time. But I mean, this this Sean William Scott and what he transitions to, I think the him in Role Models is as funny as he's he can get. Uh, and then in Goon, he's he's awesome. But I, yeah, the the chemistry between them works. And then this movie, while not have been 
well, like not crazy successful. This is why we have every other rock movie that we have. He's an action star. The charisma's there. The charisma works. Like this was the, it was not the Scorpion King. It was this. This is why we have the rock we have today, I think. Yeah, it was definitely the first movie where you saw that he could carry it, right? Because I think that was the fear initially, especially like with Scorpion King, you know, that didn't, that was only okay. And to see him in this, it just, and look, you don't make the bet that he's going to be the biggest movie star in the world, right? Like that was unforeseen at this point, but you see that he can carry movies and that's, that's in of itself a big win. Yeah, because he doesn't, he's not relying on Walken or Rosario Dawson or even Sean William Scott. He is very, in this this movie, he's very willing to to try to carry this and try to put this on his shoulders. And that's that's his personality in almost everything. I the Rock rarely plays second fiddle. I mean, even when he's, he, even when he's in the Fast and the Furious movies and it's just this power struggle between him and Vin Diesel, both on and off screen, like he is... He is trying to eat up the scenery and carry this movie. When The Rock shows up in Fast Five, in his head, he's like, this is my movie. I am showing up to arrest these men. I am, I am top built. <laughs> but uh, right, he, exactly. he can do it. He's got he, he's got the charisma. Yep. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know who else has the charisma? Who is great in this movie? Who is having more fun than anyone? Is Christopher Walken. Is, is, oh, is so good. The Amazon Jeff Bezos just having a goddamn blast. That tooth fairy analogy is it fucking amazing. Yeah, he's he like he just hits in every scene. And it's it's just a Chris, classic Christopher Walken performance, but just so it might be one of my favorite of his just of like the movies that I I've watched him in. I I just again, I I stand for everything he's in. Catch me if you can is for some reason, one of my favorite movies ever. Like, if it's on oh, Netflix, it. and like even his performance in there, th- between that and or sorry, Catch Me If You Can and this movie, very different, right? Catch Me If You Can is a little bit more subdued. You still see some of that walking ness come through, but this is just pure walking. And he's, you know, he's he's playing with house money. He can't he can't do any wrong. It, he really he's just on a heater. He's just rolling yeah. he's rolling the dice and he's just he's hitting his mark time after time. It's perfect. Um uh, Ben, imagine you roll into a hellish town in the middle of the Amazon. It's run by a slumlord. Everyone there is dirty and oppressed and it's it's just dusty and terrible. You walk into the only bar in town and the only woman in town is Rosario Dawson. You you've got to think like you've just hit the lottery. Yeah, I mean, beautiful. First of all, Rosario Dawson's incredible, stunning, stunning. Um, big month and, for her on big screen sports. Uh, she will be in in uh, next week's movie. He got game as well. Oh, they yeah. Oh, there you go. Another another great one. So yeah, I mean, she. I was confused a little little bit by her accent as we kind of went through the movie, but. I, I think she was also confused by her accent, if we're being honest. <laughs> yeah. But that being said, um, she, she, I think she plays the character well. And again, that twist where with her being like the actual rebel leader is super cool. But yeah, I mean, if I'm walking into that bar, you know, you're looking for looking for a beer, and that's the bartender. I'm, I'm I might get three beers, even though I'm in the middle of a uh, of a job. All the beers. <laughs> you know? You're, you're yeah, getting all the beers. you're getting all the beers, but she's like, it's like she's the only woman in town who's not caked in mud. It is a right. It's a clear, 
clear difference. In, in reality, you walk into that bar and the bartender has like six to eight teeth. Uh, she's, you know, hadn't washed her hair in, in months. It's a tough scene at that bar. Also, Beck doing his job wearing a suit. Right. That, yeah. I mean, why would you, why would you dress like that? <laughs> Wouldn't you want something that's more versatile, not versatile, but like that you can move around more in? I don't know. It just seems, uh, it seems very restricting. Mix in some Under Armour. Under Armour was super hot then. It was just starting to get on the scene. It would have been a, a good, good merch plug. But I mean, as far as what else worked in this, I mean, it's just like the movie wins on in terms of an automatic plot. I'm in on. I said it when I read it off, but like Enforcer Retriever, played by The Rock, has to go hunt down a guy who's hunting lost treasure in the Amazon rainforest. I'm I'm in nine times out of ten. Whether that's a movie I go see in theaters or whether it's on Netflix, if if something like this came out with people I trust, this wouldn't be a movie that. The plot, the plot is great. It's a, it's an automatic in as long as it's a legitimate action guy. As long as there, there's someone you can hang your hat on, and do, like if Jason Statham was in this, I, I probably see it too. I'm, I'm probably into it. Like on Netflix, I'm, I'm trying to think if there's pretty much almost any rely fairly reliable action star. If they were in this same movie, I'm at least seeing it. I think with The Rock and what was brought in this movie is probably almost best case scenario. Um, with what's around him, like he's as good as you can get as a star for this one. But it's it's a pretty safe bet to be a decent movie as long as you've got a decent cast running the show in there. Yeah, and as the <clears throat> as you know the person watching the movie and consuming it, you just have to know what to expect, right? Like this was this again wasn't going to win any awards, so it wasn't going to blow anyone's mind away. But if you want to turn your brain off for like an hour and a half and whatever, this this movie accomplishes that. And it, it's just a good time. hundred percent. It does what, yeah. hundred um, percent. But it is only a starter in both our eyes, quality starter. What uh, yeah. What for you didn't work about this one? Uh, I mean, the Jeep thing was... <laughs> Should have ended again, 28 minutes in when Travis and Beck died falling down the mountain. Right. Or, and not even just falling down the mountain. The Jeep should have crushed both of them. Because that thing was screaming down, <laughs> down the hill. <laughs> and I have no idea how none of them got seriously injured. So that was out for me. Uh, I think the, <laughs> the second time the, uh, the, the monkeys come and you think that they're like, how many, how many of this, how, what are the odds that the monkeys from earlier would come back again at the end? The sense I don't of know. smell. They're, uh, they, <laughs> at that point, they're elite animals. There's yeah. an alternate movie where the second, the rebels, cut the rock and Sean William Scott down and like save them from the monkeys, but then start fighting him. The monkeys have been tracking the rock and Sean William Scott all throughout the jungle. They're not done. They're like right. the, uh, they're like the bull queers from Shawshank Redemption. They're just, <laughs> and, and the rock and Sean William Scott are there. Andy Dufresne. Right. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's a, what a Shawshank Redemption is one of my favorite movies. So thank you for connecting <laughs> that movie to this. The Shawshank one. Redemption in the rundown, two peas in a pod. Yeah, there you go. That's <laughs> that's this that's a smaller show. That's a sub show that we're gonna do. Yeah, a hundred percent. We we got to do it. I would love to connect random movies like that. Um, I guess shout out to Shea Serrano and Jason Concepcion who did a pod just like that. Uh, um, yeah, there you go. Th- this movie is not. S- I don't want to say it's slow, but it, it definitely drags at parts. It takes a while from the moment the jeep falls 
to I guess when they find the god because like there's you know there's the fight scene with the rebels but it, there's a lot of it just, it just kind of takes a while to get moving and I I don't know why it's not it's not overly long but there is stuff in the movie that it just it's not moving at a quick enough pace I think um it it's you know it could have been it, there's probably ten minutes of fat on this one you can trim yeah yeah I think I agree with that um. Yeah, what is it, like an hour and a half, a little over an hour and a half? Yeah, so, yeah getting it down to an hour 20. Yeah, I mean, I miss action movies that are actually around this this length, right? Now, now they're just all over two hours, and you're like, oh, I don't know, how how much longer can I, can I hear another explosion or another gunshot? So it, it still was, it's tight enough in comparison to like today's action movies, but you're right, there there is some t- are some times there where it does drag. I just looked it up. So the, the runtime for Bloodsport is an hour and 32 minutes. And if you're doing an action movie, unless you think that action movie is somehow going to be better than Bloodsport, like be a, uh, you know, be a, a, you know, pristine action movie or something that, you know, gets generate, you know, it's some, or something like the, I don't even know. I don't even know what action movie would, would be in the, in the consciousness that would be considered more of than just like a casual watch where you're looking to turn your brain off. If it is not going to be better than the blood sport, you need to get it under that blood sport runtime. Hour and a half yep. is like yep. hour and a half, hour 20 kind of breeze through. Cause blood sport is great about that. You get Frank, Frank Duke starts training for the Kumite. He goes and fights in the Kumite. You get a bunch of fights. It's great. Everyone loves it. Go blood sport. Um, this one, there's not a lot where I can point to where it doesn't really work because there's there's just it, it kind of is what it is. It's yep. you know it, it's a I don't want to say knockoff Indiana Jones because that's negative, but it's just kind of like BC Indiana Jones with a with a charismatic action star. You're there for the big fights. You're there for some funny quips. You're there for Christopher Walken high on whatever the hell he's high on. And, and life <laughs> and and that's it and it's it kind of is what it is and that's not a knock on it it just you know it, it's not that it doesn't work in a lot of ways it's just it's a little slow at times but other than that it just kind of you know it's quality it's a quality movie and you can kind of see that with it with the ratings right what, what did it get on rotten tomatoes like a little 60 69 which like there you go nice it's a nice yeah. movie passable i'm like I'm, I'm seeing that that's a movie that i would see uh even now right like you it would have to be super low for me to be that deterred right and for to it for this to be a 69 that sounds about right with what this movie is you know delivers anyway yeah the critics would have to be i guess the consensus for like for me for rotten tomatoes or like metacritic if this one came out for me to not check it out and not be you know satisfied it would have to be under 30% and for if the metacritic metacritic that'd be under 3 that's to, that's where I'd be like, okay, it's, it's probably not worth my time. But you know, mm-hmm. if if it, this if they had said, oh, this one was fifty percent, like it, you know, it probably it's right in that bell curve, like forty five yep. forty five to seventy percent on a good day. That's what this movie is, and it, I will I will take that every day. Absolutely. The Kevin Costner and Freddie Prinze Jr. awards for best and worst on screen athlete or in a non sports movie, best and worst on screen job depiction. I feel like The Rock is very you know, very passable as an enforcer retriever. Yeah. I mean, very, he's looks, he looks intimidating, right? And I mean, he is, he's a legit athlete and he's a legit badass. Um, It's crazy now because in this movie, like watching it again, I almost felt more intimidated by his look here and just his general aura than 
like Fast Five because The Rock now is almost comically jacked. You know what I mean? Where it's like it's cartoon. Obviously, he's yeah, and like that's you know to his credit, he works out like a freaking maniac. But here, he's obviously jacked. But it's to the point where you're like, oh, this guy finds time to work out in between beating people's asses. <laughs> he just has that type of physique, not like someone who just has 12 hours a day to hit the gym, you know? So it's just very different, but it's, uh, I'm with it. I like it. It makes him seem much more dangerous. As far as on-screen job depiction, or this isn't really how he was as a, a Brazilian slumlord, but like, how did Hatcher come to to be where he was at this point in the movie like how how is this like what do you major in in college to run a run a shitty brazilian gold mining town yeah i mean is that one of those like life moments where you you start a business and it fails and you just leave to to find a fresh start and he, he went the opposite he went did a complete 180 after his his italian restaurant failed and was like you know what i'm gonna do I'm going to uh, be a shitty slumlord and take over this town uh, on the other side of the world. I don't know. What if that's why he has it out for Beck? Because that was actually his dream to run a restaurant. Right. He's, and he, he knows that about Beck, that Beck wants to to run a restaurant. He's like, I'm not letting you get out of here. I'm not letting you use yeah. that gato to buy your restaurant. Are you fucking kidding me? That was my dream. Now I'm stuck right, exactly. here in this, this shitty town being a terrible person. <laughs> exactly. So, by the way, what kind of restaurant do you think Beck is opening? That was another question that I had. So he says Italian, but like, why? You know, I, I, I don't know. Doesn't he? Yeah, doesn't he say Italian? I think. I think it's like Italian because I, I remember he says like something oh, small, like twenty, thirty, ta- or 10, 15 tables, 10 to fifteen or tables, like that. and. Sean Williams got reads some of the uh, the th- the things that of the, on the potential menu. But is it worth risking all this for an Italian restaurant? No. 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 I mean, the thing with Beck is Beck is like the, um, I would imagine the situation he has with Walker is something. I mean, he, he owes him in debt or something like that, but it's something like, have you seen Baby Driver? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like baby drivers in deep to Kevin Spacey because he caught baby driver trying to rob him or something. Or right. 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 right man right. In, a, in a job against him or something. It's probably something like that. So but it is still it's like the restaurant is driving him and that's his dream. But he's like, I don't know. He keeps like he's he not really set on a menu. He doesn't really. I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure I buy it. I, you know what? Honestly, I think Beck's restaurant goes under in in three months or it's just really hard. And he's like, you know what? I, I just, I kind of liked walking into clubs and beating the shit out of people. I was really good at it <laughs> yeah. and I was making a lot of money. And now that I'm not in debt to walk, he probably, he goes out freelance, becomes a contractor, freelance retrieval specialist. Like I'm into that. I, I think, I think Beck would, I, I think he could, he could make a really nice life for himself. If he kind of just embraced what he's good with, especially the first time he sends like a, a bus boy through a fucking window because he dropped something. He's like, Oh wait, I uh, I have deep seated issues. Yeah, and you can't be that violent as a restaurateur, right? Like someone leaves you a bad Yelp review, you can't find them, kick their ass, right? If if if, if a bus boy doesn't bust a table properly, you can't turn around and beat their ass. But in the bounty hunter slash hitman slash collector game, someone talks, someone gives you some lip. That's a green light for you. So it's just gonna it's it's gonna be a big adjustment for Beck. I don't know if he's ready for it. 
Well, I, this is why we need uh, Hell Dorado or, or the Rundown 2 to come out so we can answer all these questions. I would spend $80 on the Rundown 2 probably. <laughs> yeah, at least. At least. At least. The Lenny Harris Pinch Hitter Award for Best Supporting Character. I, I, I Off the bat, is Christopher Walken a supporting character? Is Hatcher a supporting character? Uh, I think so, because this is, the, the movie is definitely featured around Rock and Sean William Scott. It's, it's effectively a two-man movie for most of it. So I think Walken does qualify as a uh, as a secondary character, as a supporting character, I should say. So then it's yeah. absolutely him then, right? It's not even close if he qualifies. He blows everyone out of the water. Because the only other I, there is Ewan Bremer is Declan, the uh, the Northern Ireland or Scottish pilot, whatever he is. I'm not, I'm not an accent guy. I need a Declan in my life, by the way, just like a fucking half drunk pilot flying me around on my duct tape plane. I, I need that in my life. Um, yeah. John Grease as Harvey. Uh, did you? He's the guy with the whip. Did you recognize him? No. Who is that? That's Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite. No way. Yes. Oh shit. He's about to throw that whip over those damn mountains. <laughs> wow. What a run for him. It's a That's nice a little. I, I'm pretty sure it's a back to back. Yeah. Whoa. Let's see. Look at that. I think if I remember correctly, it should be a. I think it's a bit, yeah, the Rundown 2003, Napoleon Dynamite 2004. That's a nice little back-to-back. Wow. wow. He was working. Into it. He was working. Into it. He's uh, He's got, a, he's got t- he's taken three is on the IMDb for him. Did some criminal minds. Uh, good for him. We, he's in Taken 2, too. You like that. You love to see it. Oh yeah. Hope he's You're hope he's living in a in a quality house. Hope he's hope he's well off. They made a Napoleon Dynamite TV series. Did uh, they really? Uh, yeah. I missed that. I guess so. I'm, I I I can imagine how you missed that. Um The Big Chill. Not every sports movie has one. Certainly not every non-sports movie has one. Do you have a big chill moment in the rundown? <sighs> um I think for, I mean, for me, it's when, again, Sean William Scott gets the, uh, gets the treasure and he gets through. And again, it's just because it's such a different, it might be more of his performance and his acting choice there more so than like the actual moment itself. It's like, oh yeah, this character found their treasure. But again, I'm just so used to, you know, as we talked about earlier, a different version of Sean William Scott. You know, where it's he's just goofy and acting like jackass the whole time. This was just a pure moment for him. So I think for me, that's as closest as it would get to to the big chill. I'm almost embarrassed for saying mine. It is um, it is actually when Declan starts re- reciting that poem, the do not go gentle into the, that good night, <laughs> and the rock stands up with the double shotgun. I, oh, yeah. I, I'm almost like... Don't be embarrassed. I, I can't Lean believe I put that out in, into audio, but it is, I, I love that moment. It's what we've been waiting for. He stands up slowly, real slowly from that wall, and he had had multiple people shooting at him. He, he's dead in three seconds, but it's the rock. He gets up. He starts capping everyone with those, those shotguns. He does the, like, cocking it under, like, pumping it under his arm yeah. in every ridiculous way. It's just, that scene is exactly what you want it to be, what you were hoping for. It is ridiculous and in every perfect way and i i get the chills it is fantastic yeah i'm with it no don't be embarrassed by that lean into that even more (laughs) you have to (laughs) how would you improve this one ben 
I mean, we kind of talked about it. You know, trim some fat. Is there trim some fat? Yeah. Um, more Rosario Dawson. That, that, out there? that would be nice. That would, she is. Uh, she's bringing heat in this one. Um, she's good. Yeah, she doesn't from get the- a whole. They they really take her out of it in the last scene. She she kind of they basically turn her into damsel in distress, and that's not really what that character was all she was way more badass than that than just like needing the rock and Sean William Scott to save her. Yeah, and they they didn't show the the scene or the part of the story where she gets kidnapped by um by Hatcher. Like I feel like that's an important moment. Like and for her to be kidnapped and then um for for their pilot to hear about it before they or like that quickly just didn't seem realistic to me. That was a it was a weird 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 thing. I think I feel like we should have seen her get captured. It also seems like something that uh, Hatcher would have wanted to keep on the DL that he found that he he captured right. the rebel leader and and found that treasure. It feels like something he would not have wanted to get out. Exactly. Yes. Absolutely. Last category before more restore. Would you rather see a prequel, sequel, or remake to this one? This question has fallen a little flat. In recent episodes, like there, there hasn't been this one prequel, sequel, or remake. I feel like all three options are on the table and kind of enticing. I think what we've we've messed around more so with the sequel or remake, right? Like, because I I want to see what the Rock is 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 doing now. I want to see what Beck is. Is his restaurant a success? Uh, is is he doing both, or just remake it? Rename it Hell Dorado, bring back The Rock in his current form, <laughs> his current jacked form, and I think you've got another banger. So I, I, the prequel, not sure if that's as intriguing or enticing of an idea as a sequel or a remake. The only problem with I, the prequel is you have to recast The Rock or do some weird CGI stuff. I mean, he has, yeah, he has, aged, yeah. he has aged incredibly, but uh, you have to... Um, you know, because it would be Beck falling into the life and Beck retrieving stuff. I would watch a ten episode Netflix series of Beck just retrieving shit. I'd be super into <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. That pl- sign me up. Sign me up. Yeah, I, I, I take more rundown content. Not sure we're gonna get it, but I take it. Uh, ben, this was great. It is always a pleasure. You have got to come back on the show again soon. Always good to talk the rock, talk movies with you. Tell the folks again where they can find two jabronis with the wrestling podcast. Yeah, two jabronis with wrestling podcast, Apple Pod, Spotify. You can catch us on Vover. I was about, I was literally about to yeah. say, Ben, we got a shout out Vover. I'm gonna actually I'll do something in the in the intro. I'll I'll fit that back in. Yeah, Vover is one of my I am checking Vover every day, especially the Vover sports card show. Uh yeah, Vover is is a ton of fun. Tell the folks about Vover. Yeah, no, so I'm the uh, head of sports programming over at Vover and we're a short form audio and podcast platform and uh, you know, most of our shows are between five to seven, sometimes even 10 minutes. And, you know, the big appeal of it is that you can actually engage and uh, respond to shows via voice as well. So you can be, almost be a part of the show, right? And, and you'll have like a minute um, or so to respond. But it's, uh, it's, a, it's fun, man. It's, a, it's super engaging. And uh, a lot of the, um, the content that we're producing is, is it's really quality content. And it's just, you know, a little shorter, a little snackable, if you will. You, you hosted the MLB show for us, which was fantastic and awesome. Um, and it's, uh, you know, it's come over. Come over to Vover. We got you. Vover's a great time. I am a huge fan. Ben, 
Thanks so much for joining Big Screen Sports. If you enjoyed this episode, please remember to subscribe wherever you get your podcast, rate, leave a review. You know the drill. We are going to be back next Monday with He Got Game, guest Mike Schubert. It's going to be a great one. We'll see you then. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.